have a long way to go to get all those people registered of voting age. Eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. We will turn out to vote this cycle because we all understand what's at stake. Let's head to Arizona where Republicans are recounting two million ballots by hand. We are here because every single vote represents a story and an individual. Sir, are you registered to vote? So today we demand that every vote is counted. Welcome to Dead Men Don't Vote, the podcast where you, the American voter, have the opportunity to understand how elections really work and how you can help improve the process and restore confidence in American democracy. We're election administration, technology, and legal geeks, the ones you need to cut through the noise and understand how to have elections that are verifiable, accurate, secure, and transparent in process. We will interview leading election experts, explore election controversies, and demystify election administration. From voter registration to ballot casting and counting, results reporting, and on through to certification and audits. One of the first things we want to talk about today is what the federal government role ought to be in securing elections. The entire system of elections in the United States is, for the most part, set around the whole construct of having all the foxes guard the hen house. Because if all the foxes are guarding the hen house, then they're not going to let some other fox go grab those eggs. And so understand there's a context to elections that in most cases, in most places, works very well because you've got strong partisans from both sides or multiple sides. You've heard us say it before, the 2020 presidential election was met with record voter turnout. Several states across the country made it easier for Americans to cast their vote amid the deadly coronavirus pandemic. How do we know that those folks at home who are uh, required to cast a ballot by mail or who they say they are, it really turns on this this issue of voter ID. I think consistency also is is an important degree um, in, in public trust in these processes. If you went to vote in person, you had to have a government-issued ID. If you voted absentee at home, you didn't. So it really looked inconsistent. You know, it's not hard for your phone to know you're you, but it actually requires a lot of technology and infrastructure and people to run a digital ID scheme. In some states, people have done themselves a, a disservice by not responding constructively to constructive criticism about, for example, only 94% of everybody has a driver's license. How do we make it easier for the other 6, 6% to get their driver's license or state ID card? When those discussions have been constructive, the transparency and trust in the ID process um, is much higher than where it just gets mired in partisan finger pointing. I also want to note that we, the United States, give a tremendous amount of money through USAID to support elections overseas. When we are doing it through USAID money, that identification is important globally. I don't know of a place anywhere around the globe that doesn't require identification and creating those systems to create the voter registration list and identification is a key part of helping countries set up their elections. I find myself holding my breath just because I'm so stressed or just so anxious about this whole thing. We tell people time and again, the election results you see on TV are not really the results. They're the results as reported and there's more to it. Some breaking news out of Georgia. Take a quick look at the boards in Georgia, the state of the race there. It is a ruby red state that 
Democrats had hoped to flip in their favor. You'll notice there's barely 80 percent of the vote in, which is why we've yet to call this date, even though it closed at 7 p.m. And we saw that in uh, news coverage of the last major election where people were concerned that there was this gap. How is it that vote counts are collected and reported on election night and following? Just knowing how that works can really help demystify. Coming up in November, we can feel a little bit better about what these numbers are and where they're coming from. They're the friendly faces at the polls who make sure your voting process goes smooth. With the jail millage and city council being voted on today, these volunteers are able to help residents of the area make an impact on the local level. I've always volunteered to help with the elections because I figure an election is a very important thing and and they need helpers, so just I'm retired now so I can have time to do it. Here's another thing people don't necessarily know. Most voting in, in the country is taken care of by a large core of volunteers, and you too can serve. Absolutely. I'm Gregory Miller, your host, a software industry veteran, non-practicing lawyer, and elections tech transparency advocate. John Sebas. I'm an election technology geek and cybersecurity dude. And I'm Cameron Quinn, also a non-practicing lawyer and a 20-year veteran of election administration at the federal, state, local, and international levels. And I'm Frayne Masters, Dead Men Don't Vote's disembodied voice of democracy. We'll answer all your burning questions. Is vote by mail safe? How are foreign countries trying to interfere in our elections? And yes, do dead people actually vote? And we hope you will listen like the future of our country depends on it.